0: For those who don't know, you are a DJ, Mm -hmm. you're also a producer and a sound engineer, and you've worked with Chad Simon, Matthew Gold, youngster, like we mentioned, Kerwin as well. Mm. You're also part of Alter Ego, Mm -hmm. that's kind of our first interview (laughs) as well, and you have the Kosher Studios as well, so that's a lot already. Yeah, it's a lot
1: I mean look it, it, it's all like you're listing it off for like it's a whole bunch of things yes. but a lot of it is all just interconnected okay. so um, you know the starting point was the studio and uh-huh. um, you know uh, trying to explore my my desire to for, to like pursue music uh-huh. as, a, as a career and, and a business um, but also scratching that like entrepreneurial itch that I have as uh-huh. well so starting a studio what was, was that and, and, and I'm just fortunate enough that I was able to build a facility that was let's say as professional or like mm. um, as it needed to be to attract these great artists. Yes. So whether or not I personally as a producer was good enough to work with any of these guys, mm. that was regardless because they were coming for the space itself mm. at first. Mm. And obviously I have improved over the years yes. and, and you know you learn and you learn from the best. and yeah. And it's been a slow process of being able to actually warrant to be able to work in such a, such an, an epic uh, like environment yeah you know i've got the gear i've got the sound we've got the team everything's yeah. there so all these people you listed yeah. most of them came for the studio and okay. then they they, they 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 did work with me or one of my producers and, and you know that's how you build relationships even yes. Alt-Ego uh, Jody and Karen, I met them because they were clients of the studio okay so that's where the whole thing started so yes. it, it is all centered around one, one thing and that's just like obviously very, I'm very grateful for yes. what the studio's done for me and the platform it's provided and how long has Kosher Studios been in the running? so about about three and a half years wow but, um, but I, I did have a much smaller studio before that okay um, like in my bedroom and just working with people and they would like yeah Give me a haircut to look full of me to, like, mix it or, like, bring a bottle of whiskey or something. But, yeah. But, you know, I had a desire to to make it more professional. And I, yeah. I think um, since I started um, in 2015, so I did a whole bunch of big renovations and all that mm. stuff. And, and uh, when my business partner, Jake, um, joined, I think mm-hmm. that was the start of when it really became a real business. Like, mm. you know, that's when we got the whole... We got an auditor and we got a website and okay. we got something. And, and it's been a very slow but, but uh, progressively improving Definitely. Yeah.
0: And I mean, that's not even a long time that you've been in the business and already you have this great reputation for yeah. yourself. Sure. And no, no, your no, we, we hit the ground running. Um, yes. The
1: moment we opened our doors, people wanted to book. And, and I think, uh, you know, that's, it says a lot for the for the industry at the moment. Yes. And so there's a lot of um, growth uh, potential. Yeah. And also, yeah, like we, we did get a bit of a head start because yes. most people start small and they upgrade and they mm. build or whatever. Like, I, I I was lucky enough to have enough capital to mm. to to build what I wanted in yes. the beginning, which was a, a big head start.
0: Yes. And I love that you also cater to people who might not necessarily have the funds to get yeah. a professional studio. Exactly. So you have a lot of specials going on and things so like we that. So
1: we try to always meet that middle ground of yes. a, we, we're we better than a bedroom mm. kind of producer like a home studio. And yes. we're, we're trying to provide a better alternative to that, like high quality. But we're also trying to become accessible yeah. to the um. To, to the artists, not, like, charging these expensive rates that only record yes. labels can pay for, like, yes. side artists. So I just decided, uh, like, my goal was to fit into that niche market of, like, mm. the serious but independent artists. Yes. And, and I think that's where we've met a lot of the great up-and-coming guys that we work with. Yeah. Um, and obviously even attracted some of the bigger names. Mm. And, it's yeah, it's, it has been a, a gradual improvement. But, you know, as with anything, if you do good, you know, they come back. True. So a lot of our clients are return clients. Yes. And um, we don't... It's not like we work with someone once and then they never come back. So yeah, that's a nice, obviously nice. Thing.
0: Yeah, and that's a very important thing in business. I think is just yeah. to have that great relationship with people so that they they want to stay on with you. It's a, it becomes
1: yeah. a family. Well, bit. I always say like, I mean, don't need to talk about it too much. But basically, like, if you can imagine, I'm I'm not a singer. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if you are either. But if you if you can imagine that, like, you're exposing you yourself, like it's like a, it's quite a personal thing mm. to sing in front of someone. Yes, for the first time. Yes, like I've just met you. Yes, and I'm gonna. Pay you money, for and you're gonna listen to me singing. Yes, it's quite a thing to go through. It's like dropping your pants for a doctor. Okay. Like It's it's you, you once you've dropped your pants for a doctor, you're not yes. gonna now go to a new doctor. Yes, and it's done. Go through that again. <laughs> you've done it. Yeah. So in my I kind of I kind of feel like it's the same type of thing. And mm. once you've reached that connection with a producer or an engineer, you you're not you're not gonna go somewhere else unless you really have to, or unless, yeah. you know you're working on something else or in a different city or whatever. So. Okay. You know, we take that on board and we try and create long, long, longer-term relationships. Yeah. As work with
0: and when did it start? Like, was it your dream initially to? Did you have this vision of this beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, recording studios and making things nah, so professional?
1: it uh, definitely wasn't my dream. Okay. Uh, so what was the first? What was the point where you knew? I was, was a, cra- I was a cricketer. Knew? Okay. I was a, yeah, I was a professional <laughs> slash... Look, I was semi-professional technically, mm-hmm. but I was professional in the sense that it was my only source of income. So okay. I, 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 I made a living off cricket. Wow. So I was a full-time coach and, and, a, and a player. Yeah. I would yeah. get paid to play and whatever. And I'd go overseas to England and play and... and um. While I was doing that, I I completed my studies, Mm sound engineering, and I always had a passion for DJing. Okay. I just took that slightly more and more seriously, like, as the years went by, and then I had one year where I I worked um, a lot while I was overseas playing cricket, I also did a lot of DJing and some music production, and I just realized, hang on, maybe I should just do this a bit more, and then I definitely had, like, one or two big epiphanies through the way, like, especially after my cricket um, season, I was back in Cape Town, Mm -hmm. and I remember working in my bedroom, and, like, I just remember feeling like I wasn't getting valued for what I should be. So, mm. for example, I was making a piece of music for someone yes. and I was giving it to them for a lot less money than what I believed it was worth. Okay. But I didn't have any reason or justification to charge them tra- what I felt as okay. well. So, okay. so that, that was like where this light bulb clicked that I needed to mm. actually build like um, something that warranted what I believed in. Like the, mm. So, that that was a... It was a dream but yes. not my whole life. It was yes. only since then like then I, then I then I went through about 2 years of planning and saving up and yeah. obviously I had luckily the cricket to bring in a bit of income. Yes. And then um, when the time came I took the plunge and yeah.
0: And before you made that decision I just want to know like was it something that you decided within yourself or was it because you know people gave you feedback and they were like actually maybe this is something you should do?
1: Um, no. So it was definitely something I decided myself. Um a lot of mm. people told me maybe it was a bad idea or I shouldn't mm. do it, you know, the music industry. So I, yeah. I just had I just had a different outlook on it and I thought that I did actually know what would work. Yes. Um, I also had no idea that it was gonna grow to the extent that it's it is now. Yeah. At the time. And it's only three years ago. I had a vision of me building something that I could just work and earn a little bit of extra money yes. by myself, maybe have one person down the line helping me out yeah. with, the, with, the, with the tax or admin or whatever. Yeah. I had no idea that I'd have a team of five working for Incredible. me. Incredible. Like we booked up weeks in advance. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, but yeah.
0: And you have great artists with you as well, so yeah. it's a whole thing. It's a whole family. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yes. So how do you balance all of these things? At this point, I know you said it was all interconnected, but you mm. were mentioning earlier you had a, a long night last night, yeah. and then you had meetings today, and now you yeah. So how do you? It's just
1: important to understand your own role mm. and stuff. So I, I currently play the role of you know like managing partner or CEO mm. of the business, then 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 Jake who's the manager, he, he does a lot of the stuff that would normally take up a lot of time of someone who runs their own business. But, okay. but that's his role. So he so so we all okay. have our own roles and, and 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 I think a very big important factor in how I am able to balance it all is to always remain true and conscious to what your goals are. And yes. like what you really want. So the biggest thing I've always ever wanted was to have my own music yes. playing on radios and stuff and to be able to DJ and perform in front of crowds.
0: Wow, so okay. the
1: studio was like the day job to support that dream. Yes. So it's always important so so down the line when an opportunity comes along that might potentially be a good thing for the dream mm-hmm. but not necessarily good for the maybe the business yes you put things in place so that you can pursue that so that's why Kay. i have a team of guys working for me yes there's always someone if, if there's a session that i'm booked for and then and, and I, I can't do it because there's a gig Yes. Gig's more important because hence that's the dream yes so i take the day okay. off or whatever and then someone covers for me but yeah. i can go and pursue my dream but i'm in a very fortunate posi- uh position definitely um, maybe i am a little bit out of balance maybe I, <laughs> I i do lose a bit of sleep every now and again that yeah. i should or um yeah but i better you know, in the long run, I'm super grateful. and
0: Definitely. Like, I mean, you're doing all the things. All the things. <laughs> <laughs> Which is incredible. Speaking of all the things, I actually want to go to your new single called Think I Might." But before we start talking about it, I actually want to play it. And this is the song featuring Jimmy Nevis. And then we can talk a bit about awesome. how that came together. So Great. enjoy DJ Kosher featuring Jimmy Nevis. Enjoy. And that was DJ Kosher featuring Jimmy Nevis with Think I Might. What a jam. What a jam. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just... I kind of touch on it, but I wanted to speak yeah. on a about how, how do you go? What happens in your mind? How does it work <laughs> when you choose an artist and you kind of have to go with their sound? Mm-hmm. And obviously for the producer, it's different because you, you keep having different artists all the time. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, look, I mean, obviously the options are always endless. And mm-hmm. um, you just got to figure out, like, what is it that makes that artist sound the way they sound? So there uh-huh. could be ver- like so many different variables, but I can just give the example of the song, like working with Jimmy. Like yes. I remember sitting down at the at the beginning of the project and saying, "I'd like our sounds to both be represented in this track. Mm-hmm. Um, let's use the verses as an opportunity to show off like your R and B side, and maybe mm-hmm. go along with like a little bit of that eighties feel that he has going on in his. Yes. Um, in his album yeah and i'd like the chorus and like the dancey part to be a true representation of my sound yes. like what i've got on the rest of my album um which if you listen to it you'll see there's a lot of similarities like a, the certain vibe and sound and yeah. there was just a little bit of a, of a disconnection between his sound and my sound yes. and how to bridge it together and th- that's where the pre-chorus comes in where he goes I think I mad love there's like Kay. a few sounds happening in the background that yes. really tied it all together from a music theory point of view as well as okay. the actual sounds like they it's all tied in like quite nicely yes. and through the actual process it was actually a, like a fun thing to, a fun challenge to try and get over like how mm. do we tie these two sounds together so yes. uh, Um, You know, I can go a little bit more technical into it and say that the Mm -hmm. actual chords, like, they're quite jazzy. They're quite Jimmy Nevis. They're quite, like, soulful and full. Um, But the production, the drums and the elements are very Mm. pop and very current. Yes. So that already is a fusion between the two sounds. Okay. It was just cool to represent, you know, like, the two different styles and flavors of it and and work together. But I think the biggest difference between working with one artist from another, Mm. especially when they're a singer-songwriter, which most of our people I work with are. Yes, is the song that they actually bring has their soul in it. Like it's literally, okay. that's what they've written. So Jimmy wrote this song. He wrote it during the session while we were making it, but it was still, it's, it's got that Jimmy Nevis feel because yes. he wrote it. No one wrote it for him. I didn't write yes. it him, whatever. I helped a little bit here and there, but it, he wrote it. And w- when working with any artist, and you're trying to differentiate between the different sounds. Mm. What they bring to you as a producer mm. is their job. That's their job. That's all they have to do, and then obviously sing and promote the whole song and blah blah blah. But but when they're sitting in their room with a guitar or a piano and they're just writing a song, Mm -hmm. that's the truest representation of what that artist actually sounds like. When they bring it to you as a producer, your job as a producer not to change that, but to accentuate what they're what they've written and make it into a song. Mm. So that's that's, and I think that's
0: what what is difficult for a lot of producers, and you can hear it in music as well because they kind of kill. The essence of what that artist sure. is sometimes. Well, and that's the challenge. And, yeah. and sometimes
1: they need that. Sometimes the artist's stuff is rubbish, and like, yes. you just need to take a few elements of it and make it make it. How your do own. you
0: know though? How do you how do you kind of know? I don't what know. It's <laughs>
1: tough. I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I I believe music is a feeling, and yeah. when you when someone sings you a song, you absolutely, should, you should feel that feeling, whether yes. it's happy or sad or joy or whatever. There is a feeling associated to a piece of music, and if it doesn't make you feel something, it's it's not a good song. Yes. So this song yes. made me feel something. I heard it. I was like we need to make it like into what it is and, and it's the same working with lots of great artists and every now and again mm-hmm. you work with someone who maybe hasn't gotten that across and they haven't mm-hmm. actually like triggered that feeling yes. and then it's your job to say right how can we improve it and, and that's where you go into the actual songwriting aspect of it which okay. will obviously help with it as well. So yes.
0: But usually if if an artist comes to you with a song, maybe that was do they ever come to you with a song that was written by someone else for them, and now they yes. have to kind of how, what is that
1: process like for you um look it can be interesting it happens most often with remixes the like song has already been existed yes. like let's a very common example actually it's one of the tracks that's going to be on my album, or it might be released as a single still deciding yeah is a song yeah. that Louise Day did mm. with um Ben from good luck yes and but the song was written by Someone else completely, Uh, someone in America, famous, very famous, very famous (laughs) person, written lots of songs you would have heard of, um, but that particular style and that version of the song that was finalized um, potentially wasn't exactly radio... Friendly for South Africa. Maybe yes. it were, maybe it's going to do very well in in It's quite a country kind of okay. song. Anyway, so I heard the song and I thought, wow, this is this is great. Yes. Even though it was written by someone else, it's still her song. Mm. So she brought it to me, and I then remixed it into the version that we're not going to release in South Africa as this as the radio version. Okay. So it's completely different. But it's but it was still an opportunity to work with what was written by someone else. Yes. What was performed by the artist. Yes. And then now what I have to to wow. work on. But like... I don't say, I, I would say like maybe only 5% of the time we actually work with artists okay. where there's songs written by someone else. Okay. Um, that more happens in like a record label environment. Yes. So it doesn't really happen so much with us. A lot of Most of our clients are singer songwriters.
0: Okay, I see. And then for you, how do you kind of draw the line? How do you know that, okay, this is going to work now and uh, actually, I don't want to mm. do this.
1: <laughs> I mean, look, you always have to do it. I mean, it's work, so yes. you're going to try to do it. But look, I mean... Um, Sometimes, you know, it happens. Sometimes mm. the song, you're not really feeling it, but mm. you do it. You just got to make the client happy. Yes. So sometimes they're just a client. Okay. Sometimes they're an artist and you're making a song and, you know, you put your heart and soul into it. And sometimes mm. you just put your, maybe your brain into it. <laughs> it's a slightly different process. And yes. Some, and and that's, that's where it sometimes comes up just to that relationship that you have with, yes. the, with the client um, or versus a relationship you have with an actual artist. Mm. Sometimes with clients, you know, they could, they could ma- maybe say to me, okay, this is what I've written. I really like the new Drake song. Can you make that sound like that? Then, then you just do it. Like, then okay. you, just have to like reference you don't think it about you, it too much. You, know, you just do it. Don't get emotionally and attached until they're happy. it. And look, I mean, no, you don't get emotionally attached because yeah. it's not going to be your song in the end. Yes. But, but, yeah, I mean, you can't love everything you get given. True. It's impossible. But
0: also, what if you think it's really rubbish and you're like, mm, I hate that Drake song
1: well, and it doesn't go with that. Then I'll give it to and Ben, I ben be or, or, one of, or Tanner, one of my other producers, okay. to do the project and they'll do it just as well. Like, no, okay, like to be I honest, I'm, I, I know I'm jo- it sounds like I'm joking, but um, you know, with the different producers at the studio, we do, mm-hmm. actually, and I don't want to like advertise too much, whatever, like yeah. studio, but it is beautiful that we all have different strengths. There okay. are four producers at the studio. Yes. One guy's more inclined to like rock and blues and orchestral stuff. Yes. One guy's more inclined to techno and like housey trance okay. and music. One guy's hip hop and R and B and trap. Yeah, and then there's me. I kind of just like, dabble in a few various things. So yeah, it's beautiful that what I might pass on, I might be like, nah, nah, I don't want to do that one. They um, could create a masterpiece. be piece. like, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, I love this piece," and it happens. Yes. Often we do deal, we do deals with people where they come and they say they're going to do five songs. Okay. So... Two of them, I'll be like, "Whoa, I really shotgun and want to work on those." ones. Yeah. and then there'll be one or two that someone else was into, and they're like, "Wait, that's the one." That <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's music, you know. Yeah, everyone in different ways.
0: So. Absolutely, I love that. And you mentioned that think Her mind um, is going to be on your next album, which is going to be released early uh, mm. next year. And you also touched on another song that you didn't want to tell us. I saw you. It's just like <laughs> pussyfooting around that.
1: <laughs> well, look, no, there, there are um, it, look. The album's almost finished. Okay. Uh, there's I think 19 tracks on it. Okay. Um, which includes like a, an intro and a couple. of interludes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a big album. There's, there's lots of lots of songs on it. Um, okay, um, but I just I what I did is I wanted to make an effort to have a song with everyone that I've kind of been involved with in my journey so far. So wow. all the singer songwriters I have worked with, all the people that I've uh, obviously not everyone. Yeah, but I I I I didn't, for example, reach out to a random person and just. Hit them up in Instagram DMs and like, you know, slide in there and ask them to feature on my album. It wasn't yes. like that. Everyone on my album is like someone I have a personal relationship okay. with, either the person singing it or the person who wrote it.
0: Okay. Um,
1: but yeah, I'm excited about a lot of the tracks. Yes. Um, it's been difficult choosing singles because mm. I really love it, love all of them. Um, and yeah, I've got some 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 cool things happening. Um, there's a couple of um. Like roadblocks, just um, administrative things, yeah. um, diff- various record labels, uh, various agreements, things like that, holding yes. holding back the release date. But this, the album is pretty much ready. Like, okay. I'm waiting for it to get leaked or something. <laughs> or like someone, just someone <laughs> like hack and look, just leak it. So. Yeah, no, but it's like it's it's ready and it's 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 there. It's just actually the final, like everything's signed mm. and sealed. It's just. Um, just waiting for one or two um go go-aheads from various. I mean, there's a lot of people involved, in yes, fortunately and unfortunately, yes, it's obviously true. I'm very blessed, but I'm not a singer, yes. So if I want to have a 19-track album with singing, I need to feature singers, yes. And each singer's got their own story and their own plans and their own schedules release dates and, and schedules everything. and record labels yeah. and managements and deals and commissions mm. and whatever that you've got to make make everyone happy. So yes, it's, there's most of it's done, but one um, one artist who <laughs> who is um, who is slightly? When I say slightly, I mean majorly. <laughs> no, no. she's majorly more famous and okay. successful than she was when I first asked her to be on my album. Okay, yeah. I see. She's like had a big, one of like yes, like yeah, upward curves in her career very recently. Like I'm talking two number one billboard wow. charts, uh, charts in America. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so so
0: we're going to be going through those tracks <laughs> and I'll be like,
1: oh, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, look, it's, it's, I, I, it's someone that I was lucky enough to meet at an yes. at at international writing camp. Okay. Uh, we were writing songs for BMI and mm-hmm. she was one of the artists that was involved. I was one of the producers that was involved. We got along. Yeah, Without really knowing too much about her, I asked her, does she want to be on my album? She said, yes, we wrote a song and it was great. Yes. And then now it's like, okay, admin, deal with clients, um, oh, deal wow. with the record label, deal yes. with the contracts. Um, and uh, most importantly, um, not getting in the, in the way of her right, release Okay, t- she's got her own plans. And
0: yes, yeah. which makes sense, absolutely. And I think a lot of people also don't see that about the music industry or the entertainment industry in general. People don't see all the admin things that I mean, goes on. That's probably
1: well, the most exhausting part of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never believed in like plans and this. I've yes. always just said, just when it feels right, just release it. But okay. w- when an, with an album and you've got like. Twelve to fifteen other artists' careers, like that you're dealing with, you have to True. bear them in mind, yeah.
0: Definitely. And how how is the music process when you're creating your own album, but you're not the singer? How much mm. creativity do you have, and how much say oh, yeah, yeah. does the artist have, or the singer? At least? Sure. So
1: so the, the process I went through was quite cool, um, and I think. Because, look, let me just take it back one step. When you're making a song from Mm -hmm. the beginning as a producer, you've really only got two options. Mm -hmm. You either make a piece of music and then Mm -hmm. give it to a singer and then Mm -hmm. they they take it and they write to it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Or they write something, give it to you, and you turn that into a song. There's no real, like, other way of, there's no other starting point. Yes. So what I decided to do was, was create, like, 15 to 18 song ideas. Yes. That I could then give to someone and say, do you like this? Okay If you do Great If not Choose another one And and I went through the list of, of all the artists I wanted to work with Yeah And all the songs that I have And obviously Best to worst mm-hmm. And the ones I like the most And which one I saw For this person And which one I saw For that person and then they would write what they wanted to write. They would come yes. in for a session. We would record it. We would finish that. And then I would finalize the track according to what was produced, uh, okay. according to what was recorded. And for the majority of the album, that's how the songs were made, mm-hmm. um, which gave me a lot of creative process because the songs were already made. Like, yes. So then, then, then there was always a discussion, like, <laughs> in the songwriting session, like, cool, what, what emotions were you thinking about this? What, What's the song about? What do you want to – you know, all these decisions yes. that I had the – I had the power to choose. Yes. Which was great. Um, yeah. As opposed to someone else writing all the songs. So, definitely. It's all about where that starting point was. Yeah. And um, luckily, I was able to create the starting point okay. on all the songs.
0: So, and then when you're creating a beat or a song before mm-hmm. there's any lyrics to it or anything like that, what what is that first step? What is What goes through your mind at yeah. first?
1: So, there, there are many different ways. Yes. Um. Some people start with drums. Some people start with a bass line or okay. a melody. melody. Um, I start with chords. Okay. And, and w- w- what that means is, I mean, I can actually tell you what I did. Yes. For the album, I created three template tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, three fully structured mm-hmm. songs that were just drums. It's so like drums and effects. Okay. Right? Then what I did, so three different ones. One housey one, one dancey one, and one like poppy one. Okay. Right. Then what I did is I, I had a, my musician um, who works for the studio. Okay. Uh, his name is Ross Riley. He's an absolute genius. He's a, he's a composer. Okay. So him and I then worked through each option of my te- I had three templates. I wanted to mm-hmm. make 18 tracks. So I needed to basically six times three. I needed to make Six different options of chords and melodies and whatever per track that I'd created. Knowing Um, that I would then delete those drums completely and make a new track. Wow. For the starting point, my starting point was creating those templates, which I enjoyed. It was fun. It was just making build-ups and drops, but just drums. And then getting Ross to sit with me, it was like a two or three-day process. And we went through song by song, going let's use these chords let's use these chords let's try this bass line let's try this melody changing everything and then the next step after that was deleting all the drums obviously I'm not going to use the same drums for all 18 songs or 6 songs deleting those and then making unique drums and effects and finishing touches to each track and that was my process
0: that is really incredible. That is really, really incredible. I just, like, I want to get inside your head and see no, what happens there. You don't
1: want to be there. It's crazy.
0: It you know? <laughs> sounds crazy, which is super exciting. Yeah. That is absolutely Look, phenomenal. Mean, everyone
1: has their own way. So yes. I'm sure other people have other ways. Like, some producers will say that, like, a melody comes in their head and they turn something. Yes. Way, or they hear a sample that they like and they turn a song into that. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that's that was my way. I, I just decided to tackle it in that way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and... Uh, I mean, by the first track that I've heard so far with the Germany of this one. Love it. So it's working. <laughs> I'm super you. excited to hear the rest of the album. Yeah. <laughs> so early next year.
1: We'll wait for it. Well, look, I mean, it's it's ready. Okay. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make sense to release it any time before then because there's, there's a lot of um, a lot of people release music during this time. So True, yeah. A little bit of a crowded space. So I might just wait till... <laughs> till till things die time. down a little bit. It also depends on how the single goes with Germany.
0: Okay, I see. I mean,
1: it could be... a, a, a it could need its own strategy. Basically. Yes,
0: yeah. which makes absolute sense. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. Please yeah. keep us in the loop when your yeah, album's yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and before, what, what's your plans for the rest of the year? I mean, you're super busy. I don't even know if I should <laughs> ask you this question. I mean, I don't even know do, we, do we have time for, for this? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I think things are exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited. I've got some mm. beautiful uh, DJ residencies mm-hmm. for the summer lined up already. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention names and places, but mm-hmm. can I? Yeah, can I you are. People? Yeah, go ahead. There's a place called Sokal, um, uh, the same owner of Jarrett's. Yes. Um, beautiful place i get to play some like really accessible house music and like oh, cool, cool stuff and every now and again a saxophone joins me and, and we play and it's a really cool place cool food as well and uh-huh. then i'm i'm also going to be playing very often with Alt ego okay um we've got residencies lined up at caprice yeah we've got I some stuff that. happening at the grand we've got some stuff we've got every wednesday at the one and only okay um and then i've also got a couple of other cool things um, a lot of first thursday gigs and stuff okay cool I'm also extremely excited to be DJing for the Gypsy Kings.
0: Amazing! Yeah, wow.
1: Down, on the, I think it's the 15th of December. Yeah. And the 16th, there's a there's a, a two-day show so at the Grant. Check it out online. Yes. But yeah, I'm the I'm the DJ that's going to be following them. Incredible. And I love them. I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to sing incredible. a lot. I'm going to ask them if I can do backing vocals. I'm sure they can. There we me, go. I'm sure yeah. they
0: can. Just give them a couple of shots before you were, You uh, ask them that question. I he's backing
1: vocals, please. <laughs> um, No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, uh, not kidding about DJing uh, after them. I'm very excited about that. It's going to be a cool opportunity. I think it's going to be a very cool show. Yes. Um, Obviously, cool to. I'll be sharing a backstage with them, like the, these guys that I was growing up. And then New Year's, like a uh, big, 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 big New Year's uh, gig that yeah. I'm doing. Um. And like Lots of other cool things <laughs> Along the lines I don't think I'll be releasing Another single Between okay. now and the next uh, and, the ne- and between on the album Okay But um, There could always be A song being released By someone I produced so Okay w- I Whether see. it's got my name on it or not uh, yes. I don't know But there's There's this things happening
0: Yeah It's really busy And I love it I'm so happy for you This Thank is you, really exciting <laughs>